Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down through the tradition of the Catholic faith. The Catechism in a Year is brought to you by Ascension. In 365 days, we'll read through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, discovering our identity in God's family as we journey together toward our heavenly home. This is day 164. We are reading three or four paragraphs, 1200 to 1203. As always, I'm using the Ascension edition of the Catechism, which includes a foundation of the faith approach, but you can follow along with any recent version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can also download your own Catechism in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com slash CIY. And lastly, you can click follow or subscribe in your podcast app for daily updates and daily notifications because today is day 164. As I said yesterday, I said this, we have an article broken into two pieces, article two, liturgical diversity and the unity of the mystery. So there are a number of liturgical traditions in the church. What do we mean by this? Okay. Well, here, most people probably um, listening to this podcast are in the West, right? We belong to the Latin right of the Roman Catholic Church. But there are a number of other rites in the Roman Catholic Church. And we're going to talk about those today. There is a liturgical diversity there. At the same time, there's this incredible and beautiful unity or Catholicity. And that's what we're going to talk about today and tomorrow. Tomorrow is more on liturgy and culture. But today we're talking about liturgical traditions and the Catholicity, right? The universality, the unity of the church. So as we launch into today, let's call upon the Lord God who is one and is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We pray. God in heaven, we love you and we thank you. We thank you for the way in which you have brought about a unity and a diversity, a variety and a, a catholicity, universality. Lord God, you have given us this, this cosmic world, right? This world that is so diverse and yet is one world. You've given us this church that is so diverse and yet is one church. And you've made us, Lord, God, individuals who are so unique and yet we are one, united into one body in Christ. Lord God, you are the God of variety and unity. You're the God of uniqueness and oneness. And so we come before you as, as we are, as individuals. But we also come before you as a body. We come before you as as individual persons, but we also come before you as your church. And we just lift up our minds and our hearts to you right now and ask for you to send your Holy Spirit to fill our individual hearts and minds, but also to unite us even more closely as one body. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, it's day 164. We're reading paragraphs 1200 to 1203. Article 2, Liturgical Diversity and the Unity of the Mystery, Liturgical Traditions and the Catholicity of the Church. From the first community of Jerusalem until the Parousia, it is the same Paschal mystery that the churches of God, faithful to the apostolic faith, celebrate in every place. The mystery celebrated in the liturgy is one, but the forms of its celebration are diverse. The mystery of Christ is so unfathomably rich that it cannot be exhausted by its expression in any single liturgical tradition. The history of the blossoming and development of these rites witnesses to a remarkable complementarity. When the churches lived their respective liturgical traditions in the communion of the faith and the sacraments of the faith, they enriched one another and grew in fidelity to tradition and to the common mission of the whole church. The diverse liturgical traditions have arisen by very reason of the church's mission. Churches of the same geographical and cultural area came to celebrate the mystery of Christ through particular expressions characterized by the culture. 
in the tradition of the deposit of faith, in liturgical symbolism, in the organization of fraternal communion, in the theological understanding of the mysteries, and in various forms of holiness. Through the liturgical life of a local church, Christ, the light and salvation of all peoples, is made manifest to the particular people and culture to which that church is sent and in which she is rooted. The church is Catholic, capable of integrating into her unity while purifying them all the authentic riches of cultures. The liturgical traditions or rites presently in use in the church are the Latin, principally the Roman rite, but also the rites of certain local churches, such as the Ambrosian rite, or those of certain religious orders, and the Byzantine, Alexandrian or Coptic, Syriac, Armenian, Maronite, and Chaldean rites. In faithful obedience to tradition, the Sacred Council declares that Holy Mother Church holds all lawfully recognized rites to be of equal right and dignity, and that she wishes to preserve them in the future and to foster them in every way. Right, so there we are. <laughs> Paragraphs 1200 to 1203. I think there's something really remarkable because as I mentioned at the very beginning, at the, at the top of the hour, at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that most people listening to this probably belong to the Latin rite of the Roman Catholic Church. And yet I know there's a ton of people who belong to the Maronite rite or the Chaldean rites. They've reached out to me. I'm not sure as much about the Coptic, Syriac, Armenian, or Byzantine, Alexandrian, but the Chaldean rites, the Maronite rites, there's a lot of places in the United States that have these little pockets of Chaldean Catholics or Maronite Catholics or Byzantine Catholics. And the powerful thing is whenever you get into any of these places, do you recognize, okay, this is Catholic. Like this is the Catholic church. At the same time, you recognize that the rite, the way in which they celebrate the sacraments, the way in which they celebrate the Holy Eucharist, right? The mass is unique. And again, it's not unique in a way that this is completely foreign. This is so different. This is not even the same thing. It's unique and has this sense of, this is so familiar. And there is something powerful something so beautiful because a lot of these liturgical rites, you know, the Byzantine rite, they've kept um, kind of some of the even more ancient forms. You know, as we know, the Catholic Church has in the Latin rite in 1960s in Second Vatican Council, there was kind of an update. And when I say update, I know people will take that to mean what they mean. There was a change, right? There was a change in the way in which the mass is has been celebrated. And so, you know, people are sometimes critical of that. Sometimes people are really grateful for that regardless of where anyone lands on this, there's something really powerful about, say, the traditional Latin mass. Although that's so strange that in church circles, that can be a political statement. It's not. There's something beautiful about the church's history. So what? <laughs> that's just the truth. Because you get to the Byzantine rite, the Alexandrian or Coptic rite, the Syriac rite, the Armenian, the Maronite or Chaldean rites, and you just, you walk in and you realize there is something powerful and beautiful here as well. And again, this variety doesn't take anything away from the unity. In fact, this is a great example. And we have a lot of great examples in our world, in our culture, a lot of great examples of where variety truly does, you know, it's add to the spice of life, of course, but this variety that's united in a unique way, right? That you could go into a, a Maronite Rite Catholic Church or a Chaldean Rite Catholic Church and you realize, okay, this is fully Catholic. That even if you're a Latin Catholic like, like me, there, there's something so, I don't know what to say. I mean, if you have a chance to do this, I, I highly recommend it. Here's a, kind of a last thing. It's in paragraph 1202. It says, well, you know, you, someone could ask, well, how in the world is there such a difference? And the answer is 
the diverse liturgical traditions have arisen by very reason of the church's mission. The church was told, commanded by Jesus Christ to go out into all nations and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father and Holy Spirit. And, and basically, you have these apostles going out, their successors going out, this mission impulse of the church going out to all places and then bringing what? Bringing what Jesus had given to the apostles, what Jesus had given to the church, these sacraments. And then as the apostles, as the missionaries, as bishops and priests and all these other people are encountering these various cultures, there are a variety of ways in which that the sacrament, you know, the, the, the seed that the Lord God had given to the church grew differently in different soil. You could say it like that. And so it's, it's the same tree, right? It's, this, it's the same kind of fruit, but it just was grown in different soil. And because it was grown in different soil, it looks slightly different, but it's the same, same species. That makes sense? That's, that's my little analogy that I came up with, I don't know, roughly 30 seconds ago. <laughs> and I think that, I think it bears out, um, but it talks about this. It talks about the particular expressions characterized by the culture. So for example, the deposit of faith, that there are certain traditions that have grown in different soil. Liturgical symbolism, again, different traditions grown in different soil. For example, what's what's one? I, I remember hearing about this, that we have tabernacles in the West, our tabernacles where we reserve our Lord in the Eucharist look a certain way. They're typically boxes, right? They don't have a lot of art in their structure. But I remember hearing, I've never, I've never seen this myself, that in some churches, in some other churches and other rites, the tabernacle or where the Eucharist is reserved is in the shape of a dove or in the shape of some other kind of image. And it's like, oh, well, that makes sense because liturgical symbolism grew differently in different soil. Another way to say it is, you know, the theological understanding of mysteries or various forms of holiness. Um, there are certain traditions or certain rites in the church that have emphasized certain ways of becoming holy, of saying yes to the Lord that um, are not as emphasized in other rites. But it's all about the same thing. Again, there's this unity. And I really like going back to this. It's the same tree, just grown in different soil. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trademark that example. And <laughs> hopefully it's helpful for you. Tomorrow, we're going to continue talking about this same reality, the reality of the variety and unity of the church. We're going to also talk about liturgy and culture. And then we'll have some nuggets at the end of the day. Anyways, it is the end of the day for us today. I am praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.